Hello and welcome back to Bourbon Stuff. This is Carolyn from Bourbon and Stuff, and as always, here is my husband, E. Hello. I will admit, first and foremost, that I'm coming into this podcast with a bit of a bias, uh, simply for its name. I have not had good experience with the samples of this before. This brand. This brand. Um, but I've refused to smell it because I don't want to kind of give myself a head start it. and taint it. So... What we are going to be drinking today is Widow Jane, The Vault's 15-year, uh, I believe bourbon is the appropriate term for that. Um, whiskey, this... because Tennessee. No, whiskey. no, T- Tennessee can still be bourbon. We've talked about that. George Dickel loves to think, lo- actually does call this bourbon. Okay, so, so that should say, that should tell you, this is a blend of 15 to 17 year uh, bourbons from Tennessee and Indiana. So which, MGP and Dickel. Yes, uh, this was provided to us as a sample from the awesome Neff. You badass motherfucker. Um, it comes in at 49.5% ABV or... 99 proof. There I we go. write that down. My um, bad. This has an MSRP of 150 flipping dollars. Yep. This is the 2020 limited release by Widow Jane. Um, the 15 to 17 year blend of MGP and Dickel... I know people hate on Dickel, but it's not necessarily that bad. Um, that is then blended and finished in an Appalachian oak barrel that was air-dried uh, for five full years, which um, a standard barrel from uh, like independent staves that's used by Buffalo Trace is air-dried for around six months. The farthest that they did for experimentation was three years, so you can imagine what five years of air-dry aging will do to, to oak. So I think that this has the potential to be good. Um, it also has the potential to be not so good. It's a matter of how they approached yeah. it, how they addressed it. I like MGP. I am not a fan of Dickel. But the age might the age might, might help win better. it out. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we don't know which one is which in the 15 and 17 years, but uh, we will find out if we enjoy what they released. So let's get into the nosing. Okay, it smells hot. Like, this bitch is hot for, for 100 proof. Just under. And okay, you know what this reminds me of? If you say it smells like MGP, I'm gonna smack you because it don't no, smell no, like no. MGP. <laughs> it, it reminds me so much of the Smooth Ambler Old Scout 13-year yeah. Dickel pick that we got that had oh. um, a super low cask strength, which we talked about on another podcast recently that you'll either have just heard or will hear very soon. So, it smells way more... It's very corn-heavy. Corn and mineral that I want it to smell. Like vitamins? Mm. Yeah. It's corn, it's vitamins, it's a little bit of caramel, little bit of oak. A lot, a bit of, like, punching the nose heat. Which is... It singes the nose hairs yeah. way more than I feel it has a right to. But yeah, there is a bit of a mineral heavy funk that is very much there behind the I corn. I genuinely hope it does not come through on the palate. I'm hoping. Um, but it's 
I would say it's unique and interesting, but it's more interesting. We've had a couple bottles that had similar notes yeah. to it. And, and I'm not getting any of the the stereotypical MGP nose that I get because no. like you can wave an MGP bottle six inches from my nose and I'm like, that's MGP. Like, I, it, oh, that is beautiful MGP. That, 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 I that, cannot that, that, wait. I cannot wait. Okay, sorry. I didn't even see that one behind those. It's been hiding perfectly behind those bottles. And our lovely <laughs> listeners will never know what it is that I just waved until it is already uh, already been posted. Oh, man. Okay. okay. Fuck so, it. Let's do this. Yes. Cheers. Ooh. The palette is significantly better. It is. It's a little bit of fruity, a lot of bit of black tea. The oak There's shows up. There's some weird corn and some really light cherry at the end. Yeah. There's some menthol, which makes me think there's a heavy bit of rye in here. Um, the finish is non-existent. It, 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 like, it, it, completely it's non-existent. It is literally... You, you literally get, like, three or four seconds of, mm, that tastes good, and, oh shit, where'd it go? Like, it is a flavor bomb the moment you take that first sip, and then it just disappears. It's, it's a... It is a bomb in the sense of... Boom! That's it. And it's significantly lighter on the palate mm-hmm. than the nosing proof would have you think. Like, it doesn't leave that burn down the throat. It doesn't, like, light your cheeks on fire or anything like that. The oak is not overpronounced at all for something that is 15 to 17 years and then some. Yeah, because I definitely have a preference to more 12 to 13 years when you get into... And 16 to 20, I start getting a little, like, funky burnt rubberness that I'm not a huge fan of. And that's the thing. Um, we have a, at least a few that are 15 plus years old that don't have that, that are very oak pronounced, and this is none of that. Which, no, it's not. for something that's at least 15 years old and then finished in another barrel after that, I. Ooh. Hang on. So the finish, that it just crept up on me, and it is just like luscious, that luscious, velvety oak. I mean, it yeah, crept there's up. <laughs> there's definitely oak that stays, but like I said, the the main things that I'm getting that are overpowering everything else is that cooling menthol, yeah, and the corn sweetness, and this kind of stewed pruny cherry at the end. I have to say, overall, flavor-wise, this is decent. It's decent, but I don't think it's $150 decent. Like, if this was $79, I'd get a bottle. I'd be happy at, like, $80. Bucks. I guess. I mean, for me personally, it's not my, my preferred flavor profile. But I can understand why some people would yeah. really enjoy this. There are definitely bottles that I would spend $100 on, bottles I'd spend $8 on. I would not spend that much on this. I realized just now what the finish is, that, that flavor that I'm getting. Uh, French vanilla ice cream. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I just... So you're getting that vanilla hit? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I will, I will agree with you. This is not, like, it doesn't blow me away, and it's not one that I would go for every day, but every now and again, I could dig this, but I totally understand how you can't. And that's just fine. Um, I will agree with you wholeheartedly. This is a bit overpriced for what its MSRP is. 
on flavor, on, on like, numbers, which I hate to a degree, considering value based on the numbers, it doesn't seem too outlandish for what its price is and because what is in the blend. Because it's 15 years, 100 proof. It's, yeah, 15 years minimum. It's 100 proof or just under. And it's blended and a limited release. I but mean, But at the same time, there's 15 year, like, knob. The 15 year knobs are gone. But I'm just saying, like, that, like, that was they, probably. There was a flood in the market, but even so, 15 year bottle for so, $30. I will put it more inclined with what is out right now, and that is um, the Knob Creek Knob Creek 15 Year LE, which is even still, that's a hundred dollars, not a hundred and fifty. But there's also 15 Year MGPs that aren't hundreds or a hundred and fifty. Mm, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> I know you're trying to make a point, but even. With everything in the market, 150 for this, I still think is a bit too high. Okay, let me let me yeah. let me Go better ahead. say this then. It doesn't taste like MGP. It tastes more like Dickel Sands the Vitamin. Why the fuck would I want to pay 150 dollars for a 15 year old Tennessee whiskey? There you go. Because I love Jack Daniels. Yes, which can be as young as six years old. I very malicious. very much appreciate Chattanooga. Yes. They are a delightful brand. But there's just something about Dickel that just doesn't sit right. No. no. And I would spend 60 or 70 on special releases of Chattanooga. I've spent $100 on uh, Jack Daniels. Yeah. Granted, I would never spend $100 again, but still. For, for like that release? Yes, but I did. I've spent 60 to $70 on special releases of Jack Daniels. I would spend $120 fucking dollars. On that Jack Rye? On that Jack Rye any day. Yeah, the Jack Daniels Barrel Proof Rye. That was a special bottle. Like, oh my goodness. $67 for the single barrel bio proof. I think that's still that, that is really a, good. That's so that is a steal. Delightful. But, um, like, $150 on something that is probably predominantly Dickel. Dickel. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. No. Like, that's just not... I I wouldn't ever personally buy it at that. Yeah, the Widow Jane 15, I... And the fact that it is a limited release item, you're never gonna find it on the secondary for $150. you are gonna find it for three, four, five. Like, oh, no. Like, hell. That's just not yeah, gonna nah. happen. Yeah, nah. But I can understand why this flavor profile, if you are a Dickel fan... If you like a little bit of sweetness that MGP brings in, absolutely, this is it, your bottle. And and for its price, some people could consider this worth it. But yeah. not us. No. No. I'm at about I'm at about 80, you're at about what was it, 40? <laughs> yeah, Which is about 40 or 45. Is a shame, but <laughs> to each their own. Yeah. And like, I have no qualms with spending $400 on a bottle that or, deserves $400 or $600 on a bottle that deserves $600, hmm. but this just... Um, is not that. No, it's not that. It, this does not hit those levels for you, yeah. and that is okay. Yeah. 
All right, with all that being said, please do check me out on Instagram. My username is bourbon underscore and underscore stuff. Please do send us an email at bourbonstuff at gmail.com. Should you have any questions, comments, concerns, we're always around to reply to you. Uh, please do continue to support us by listening and, of course, share the podcast with anyone who you think may benefit from it. Do not take our opinions as gold, even if we think something tastes like shit. This is just simply our preferences. This is that very is true. not a reflection of what the whiskey is. It is your job to go out and try these things on your own and be the opinion of yourself. Don't rely on us. This is incredibly true, very accurate, and just remember that just because we don't like a whiskey doesn't mean that you won't like it as well. However, if you kind of follow along with our flavors and have a lot of the same opinions, then this might be beneficial for you. Um, And I guess with that little bit of rambling being said, remember that all whiskeys, even the ones that are tainted by dickles, are meant to be shared.